Get him stopped. Get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar did not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know, he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Inflated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows, and if you ain't right, they'll send your ass to the rear. Well, hello again, everyone. My name is Ross Weiss, and welcome to Open Rep, the official podcast of the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series and the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series presented by Toyota. Got another great guest lined up for you this week from the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series side of the sport. Kyle Jones joins us this week, and Really wanted to have Kyle on the show kind of selfishly because I also didn't know much about Kyle's backstory. And as Kyle is running full-time with the 7U race team this year on the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series, I want to take the opportunity to get to know more about Kyle, where where he came from, and kind of what his future plans are from here. So uh, born and raised in Kennedale, Texas, uh, Kyle got his, gets his start in micro sprints, 305 sprint cars. He moved into the 7U Midget uh, with Janky Bobby and Steve Carboni in 2018. Uh, and it's been nothing but just kind of growth and progression for the whole group of guys and that team together from there. It's a testament to that growth. Their best ever run at the, at the Chili Bowl this past January with a sixth-place finish in the Saturday night A-Main there in Tulsa. He's currently second in extreme points after our opening weekend at DuCoin. So a really good interview this week. Hope you get to learn a little bit maybe become a little bit bigger fan this week of Kyle Jones here on Open Red. situation so we're just going to dive into it right here off the top kyle but you know we're we're just coming off the extreme season opener here at Ducoin. uh you know midgets around the southern illinois center is kind of a fighter jets in a gymnasium type deal but kind of describe to me uh the the two nights are racing there on the uh sometimes cozy confines at the indoors at Ducoin. yeah yeah i was saying uh to janky and, and and other people who were racing there it's like racing on a basketball court um it's so small and 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 just everybody's on top of one another uh once it winds out it's not too bad just the heat raises man the heat raises is what we really struggle with on the first night just trying to get through traffic and uh just make sure we're clean about it too because uh you know not tearing up things and and getting ourselves in a bad situation being plugged back in a b main or something crazy um but yeah it's uh I've, i've been there once before and um it's it's the smallest track you could possibly race in a midget it feels like to me um so it's just like i said just staying out of trouble is the main key and uh and i was really glad and really really uh proud of what we what we came out of there with with a two top 10 finishes and a podium uh and, and tearing up a bumper and a drag link uh it was all that we got uh that we got to replace after uh two nights there at the coin um so really ecstatic with how that went and uh really looking forward to the rest of the year and, and how things go for us so you know on the World Outlaw sp- Sprint Car side, you know, one of the smaller tracks those guys go to on occasion is is Jacksonville. And I've interviewed guys before about how when they're racing at a place that small, they talk about having to race like four and five cars ahead of them to be, be ready to react to avoid anything that, that, that happens. Is that kind of how it was at Ducoin too? Man, yeah, kind of. It's it's tough because the coin's so small and so tight. If you got, you could be plugged up behind two guys that are side by side. So you kind of really can't see 
you know, two guys ahead of him. Uh, that's typically try, how I try to race on any other racetrack, uh, Chili Bowl or any quarter mile or even even uh, three-eighths miles. Uh, try to see ahead and plan for my next move. I've already watched the guy in front of me enough. I need to see what the guy uh, him is doing so I can get ready to w- see what I need to do to get by him at that time. Um, so it's just tough at, at the coin for me because it was just you couldn't really see past the two guys if they were side by side in front of you. It was kind of like, how do I? I need to make a move on these two guys right now. And, and typically, I just watch patterns for the guy on the outside where he's entering, and maybe I can get up underneath him, or or the guy on the bottom if he's entering too low, and maybe I can get up above him a little bit. Uh, so yeah, the coin for me was just trying to get focus on the guys right in front of me at that time. Aside from confidence and momentum. Wh- what carried over from your career best Chili Bowl run, if anything, to help at DeCoin? Setup-wise, uh, just communication with Bobby, um, communication with Steve, did, did much carry over, or was it? are we com- comparing apples and hand grenades? Man, uh, really, Jengi Bobby, um, he's he's stepped up our program a bunch. Um, just just making sure that everything's right, and you know we're not having any problems or issues, or and not to say we had some before, but he just he takes what he does and amplifies it to to where there is no mistakes, and and there's no, and even if there is mistakes, we're minimal. We minimize mistakes, and we make sure the car's right for for everything it needs to be. And, and even on Saturday. Uh, you know, we, we missed it just a little bit in the feature and we still ended up third. So it's like w- with a car that I was struggling with, it was still good enough to finish third. And, and, and that was awesome. You know, so so it, it, the car that we've have and the package we have and the team we have right now is just stellar. Um, you know, along with me uh, learning more and more and more, you know, as, as we race more midget races. like So, you know, every, every past years I would jump in midgets and, you know, I'd make 10 starts a year. Well, first at the beginning, it was five starts a year. Then it was 10. And then I got with Steve and it was right around 20. And now we're looking at, you know, 35 races uh, or more. And um, it's just the more you you find yourself in the car, the more comfortable you get, the more you learn the car that you're driving. And and that chili bowl, especially, I feel like I've I've grown to, to learn how to race that place and how it and respect it, you know, and and, and then how, how to get better at it. Um, so that, that's just, it's just a combination of things, but absolutely Janky has, uh, stepped up our program and made sure that it has taken care of everything that we need to have to, to be successful. Yeah. So let's introduce those characters you're, you're mentioning there kind of in, in your storyline here, but Carter, Steve, Bobby on the wrenches, kind of tell me about these, these two guys that you go up, up and down the road with, uh, chasing these races everywhere. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve Carboni is the, the car owner along with Staten Flurry, uh, who comes to as many races as he can get out to. Um, they, those guys picked me up about five years ago with the 7U and back when, when Steve was right, right before he picked me up, he was a chili bowl team. He just kind of raced one time a year and, and then he got with me and I'd kind of poke at him. Let's go race here. What, let's go race some more. And we'd go race. And then it was like, well, that was fun. Let's go do a little bit more next year. And, and we've been together. I think, I think this is our sixth year, uh, together or maybe fifth. But I, I know it's uh, it's been a it's been a cool journey with those guys. Um, we all you know get along. We're all we all ex- we all know what we expect from each other, and it's a it's a really good atmosphere that we have with our team. And Jackie Bobby, he's he's like a brother to me now. Um, when we first met, our first race together, we went out and won, and uh, we just clicked instantly. And uh, you know, I I live with him up in Tulsa. When I'm up there, he's gracious enough to let me stay with him and you know hang out with him all the time and. Uh, and like I said, we we bonded together we're like a brotherhood. So uh, he's taking care of me, and and I put all my faith in him on what he gives me out on the track, and he does the same with me behind the wheel, and and uh, to go out there and succeed. 
What's it been like to take a team and, you, you know, a lot of guys come in and they step in with an established team. You've literally grown your midget career as this team has grown their midget, you know, their midget career. What's that? How rewarding is that to do that together and grow as one and not and not be just another cog in the equation? So that's what's really cool about our situation is the 7U is something we took from the ground up and, and you know, from running local Power I West races to now the national stage with Extreme it, and from years and years of just getting better and better and, and going a little bit more into depth of what we need and a little bit more uh, better, better equipment here, better, better motor engine package here. Um, so it's been really cool to be a part of that this whole time and not just go out and, you know, who's got the best stuff and, you know, go do whatever it takes to go get in that, that car. It's, uh, it's been really cool to, to make the best out of what we have. Cause I mean, um, guys like Keith Coons, they started somewhere, right? So it's like this, this is our starting point. This is where, you know, the seven you started. And so who knows where it might be, you know, three to five years from now. So it's, it's, it's really neat to see that. Uh, Steve, myself, Bobby, uh, Staten have, have, have come and, and taken this team and made it into what it is now. And not to say that we're not at the top or by any means, uh, we've got room to grow and, and, and we want to get, you know, better. We want to get to where we're, we're racing all the time and, and being competitive all the time. And, you know, and, and mainly just getting the wins out of the way. That's, that's the thing that the, the 70 that we've been just, just right there at the cusp of is just getting the national wins out of the way. And, and I feel like this year is the best year that we have the shot to do it. So, uh, Steve, obviously a very rich drag racing family, big open wheel uh, legacy there around Tulsa. But you talk about state and he, he's a horse racer, right? If I, if, if the research I've done is right, horse racing, right, racing right, right. stables. Right, how, right. He owns race horses. Yes, sir. How does that, how does that apply or, or what kind of things has he been able to bring over or, or mentality or, or approach has he been able to bring to the midget team? that may be different that you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Well, it's not really much different, man. Staten just like the horse racing. He just, he, he loves it. He just loves racing. So he just gets that, gets that energy and that, you know, excitement out of uh, watching something that he's got a stake in going out there and competing. And, uh, and he just, he, he just loves it, man. He's really laid back. He just loves to be around it and uh, loves to help out when he can. Uh, he, he gets out to about, you know, for the 35 nights, he'll be maybe at about 10 of them. We wish we'd get him out, out there more, but he's got a lot going on in his side of stuff. And he's based out of Arkansas area um, and Hot Springs doing the horse racing stuff. So it's uh, it's really cool, though, that, that uh, you know, someone from – and he was never really around the, the racing thing. It just – it kind of the, – the actual car racing thing. So it kind of – they he got drug, dragged in through NASCAR, and then Steve kind of met him, and then he was interested in the, in the midget program. And – and then it just set off from there. So uh, it, it's it's uh, really cool to be able to bring him along for the ride too, and and have his support with us. So let's run the clock back here a little bit, because one of, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on the show here with us is because as I've gotten to know you at the racetrack, I, I don't feel like I really know much about your backstory so far to to get you to this point. So kind of to take us back to the beginning, what's the first race car Kyle Jones ever set set foot in? Well, if we're talking like kid years, I, obviously it was a go-kart for me. Uh, when I started when I was four years old doing go-karts and things like that. And then when I got to about nine, I, I went to a what they called a junior mini stock. So it was a, basically a, a Pinto slash, uh, you know, fastback Mustang with a four-cylinder engine in it. 
and uh, ran that for a little bit uh, because originally I flipped my go-kart and I told my, my family, I was like, I don't want to race these, these, these get upside down. I flipped. I don't, I don't want to do that ever again. <laughs> well, that's why I went to the Mustangs and Pintos. And then, you know, three, uh, I, I turned 13 and I saw these, these mini sprints or micros. Uh, and uh, I was like, man, those are cool. So I guess I got over my fear about doing that. So uh, went to micros at 13 and then at 18 years old, finally got into sprint cars and, and uh, through through uh, a guy down here uh, named Jeremy Heffler with Bestel Services, he took care of me. He gave me pretty much any opportunity I wanted uh, with within reason of the local level and regional level with sprint cars and even some midget races. He he bought some midgets and we did that. And then uh, you know it's it's ever since about 2013, this has just been nonstop sprint cars and, and midget racing and even some micro stuff here and there. Just but uh, not not too much of a backstory. Just just uh, getting better and better uh, as we can, you know, with uh, with the local stuff, and then really tried my hand at some of the national stuff. Even went and raced, uh, got some races with TRD um, in 2015, I think it was, uh, with Zach Dom, and um, that was really cool. That that really kind of put my name a little bit out there on the national map because uh, that that got me some rides with some other people and and some other opportunities. Um, so it's uh it's it's been a ride for sure um but uh just 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 grateful for any and every opportunity i've ever had to make it happen just because where i came from was pretty much humble beginnings it wasn't like um you know kyle we, we'll go find whatever you can get and whatever you can get in as long as we can make this check happen so it was it was always whoever had a ride open they they graciously let me have a have a seat in it and and it was let's go have fun and let's go see what we could do so you're from there in uh, Kennedale, Texas. Kind of tell me about your uh, your home your home home racetrack there, Kennedale Speedway. Kind of it's not necessarily a racetrack that gets a lot of national coverage. I know there's a big some bigger regional series that come through there, but tell me about the Kennedale Speedway growing up there. Well, I actually grew up at, at Cowtown, so so at Cowtown Speedway that that's a little bit more recognizable. Same parking uh, lot. Same parking lot, man. They're dagged them attached to each other. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> that that story. That's a whole different story. But uh, Cowtown Speedway was there when I was for, when I was growing up, and and we won a ton of races at Cowtown with the micro, and then even made my first sprint car start there. And uh, that place, uh, that place is a different animal. And, and I feel like that place taught me a lot about racing. Uh, period. Like uh, is a big reason why. I, I, at first, I wasn't so good on those little bull rings like the coin, just because. I grew up racing a huge quarter mile at like Cowtown. We gave each other plenty of room. There was no need to be up on top of each other. So when you go to places like Port City and Decoy for the first time, you're like, get away from me. Why are you, why are you hitting me? So uh, it, that, that was the biggest and roughest part about my growing pains through racing was just trying to get used to, oh, this is normal in different parts of the country because there's smaller tracks. Um, but, but as far as Kennedale Speedway Park, so we moved over to Kennedale Speedway Park uh, about 2013 or 14 or so. Uh, Cowtown unfortunately shut down. Um, and then uh, ever since then, I ran uh, IMC Sprint Cars, 305 Sprint Cars over there. In 2014, a lot. And uh, we almost won the national championship there, finished second. Um, but that, that place is super, is super fun when the track's right. Uh, I wish we could get more. Like you said, I wish we'd get more recognition and national tour stuff there. Um, you know, midgets would be amazing there. We ran there a couple times with midgets and track really wasn't right for it uh, at that time, you know, with the track conditions that night, but that place, that place puts on really good shows and, and it taught me a lot about, you know, slick tracks because uh, slick tracks in Texas are a little bit different than slick tracks everywhere else. Cause they just, they, they don't have any grip in them. <laughs> so 
while while we're on the topic of Kennedale, everybody knows I enjoy my my food when I travel and go to the races. I have to ask someone that lives in Kennedale, is Goldie's barbecue as good as everyone says, or is it overhyped? Oh man, Goldie's is funny. That's funny you ask because I live right up the street from Goldie's, so uh, I'm I'm I can literally walk there. Um, and it, it hadn't always been Goldie's. It was a different barbecue place, and I'd say that was okay. Goldie's is pretty spot on for Texas barbecue. Uh, don't ask Steve and Bobby. They'll tell you I love Dickies, and that's not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Goldie's, Goldie's is where it's at if, you, if you're going to get barbecue in Texas or Fort Worth area for sure. You know, you, you spend your kind of formative years there around Kennedale, Mountain Creek Speedway, a bunch of other racetracks there in the area. You, as you kind of talked about, much like your midget career, kind of slowly branched out from there. Uh, tell me about winning a uh, Golden Driller in 2017 at the shootout in the Ecotech. Man, that was that was a really cool experience with the the. I mean, anytime you can win a Golden Driller is is just is a really cool deal. Um, being down in the infield on the stage and you know the the cage stand, seeing all the fans there on Saturday night. Uh, but that was that was again through uh, Bestel Services with Jeremy Heffler. He gave me the opportunity. He said, "Here's here's this car. You go have fun with it." And he pretty much gave me the keys to it. And here, just it's it's yours to do whatever you want with. If you tear it up, it's on you. If you if you win with it, great. And, um, it was, a it was a bullet. It was a KKM bullet that, that he had got through somebody. And, and then we had an Ecotech in it and man, that was one of the best cars I ever drove. It, it was stupid. Good. Um, I can understand why those guys are so good in those cars after driving that one. Um, but it was, it was, it was awesome. It was a really cool experience. Um, it, it's a shame that that deal didn't take off like it should have. I felt like because it's just, I feel like a lot of guys didn't want to come down two weeks earlier when they could just bring their ecotech to run Chili Bowl. But um, other other than that, it it was a really cool experience, and uh, and hopefully we can get another one before you know I'm I'm done racing the shootout <laughs> or, or Chili Bowl even because we got pretty close this year. So how did the how how did it come come about then that you wind up in the seat of the the seven U and back in the twenty eighteen time frame? I you know as as I've done some research, I think of a phone call from David Starr of all people might have helped you get in that car. Oh yeah, that's a funny story too. So yeah, David Starr, um, Staten Flurry, who uh, who owns the the, the race horses, he and part owner of the Seven U. He um he got a call from David saying, hey, if because me and Dave, my family, David's family are pretty pretty close, uh, just you know, growing around, growing up throughout around the area, and um, he gave Staten a call and said, hey, if you ever looking for a driver, you should you should really call Kyle Jones, and. And at that time, they they had they were they didn't really have a full time driver. They were doing some stuff with some other other guys and just just p- putting people in the seat just to try it out. Well, that's when I got the call from Steve, and he said, "Hey, let's 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 go race um, RPM Speedway right here in Crandall, Texas, and then Kennedy, Texas, my home track. The next night is a Friday Saturday show, Power Out West race, two day show." And I said, "Sure, let's do it," because uh, I didn't have anything full time at that time. I'm running for my family and our family-owned sprint car, so I was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it." So he comes down here and brings the midget and hop in, and we go out there and win the first night, our first race together. So we go out and win at RPM Speedway, and and then the next night uh, we go out to Kennedy home track, and we missed it a little bit, and we ended up I think finishing third. And it's funny because Bobby was on the wrenches for the guy that won at Kennedy. So he loves to tell me how much he beat me at my own track that night. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, that, that was, and then after that, it was like, well, we, we, as soon as we got together, we had success. We liked running together. And um, it was after that point, at that point, it was like, Steve said, this is our guy. This is who we're going to grow with. And it was on to the races from there. So, you know, Career best chili bowl run this this year for you. Um, 
was that what kind of validation was that that you guys are on the the right path to to run what was it, was it sixth in a in a race of that caliber against a field of that caliber when it comes down to the A main on Saturday night? The um the Saturday night Chili Bowl A main is absolutely no joke. <laughs> it is the hardest race in the world to make. Um, and that's not just my opinion. I feel like that's just facts at this point because you got 345 guys and 350 guys going for, you know, 24 spots. Um, and when we got there, uh, that was always a goal of mine. I always wanted to make the Chili Boy man. I was like, I know we can do it. We just had to have things work out. And um, when we got there, rolled down the ramp, we're sitting on the, the, the track. And I, I told Steve, you know, I was like, it, we're here and you know whatever happens is going to happen all the butterflies and everything else was gone it was like we're in the a if we finish 24th we finish 24th but then then to go do what we did and roll through the field and right through the middle of the track and the slick and end up finishing sixth and i i truly feel like we probably had a top three car if we could have just started up closer um i don't know if we could have won that see logan's car was stupid good and so was thorson but i really feel like we'd have been top five top three if we could have started up there just because of how well the car was and that was huge validation for me just because i knew in the back of my head i feel like i knew that i was like we can do this we we absolutely can do this we we just need the right opportunity and the right moment to hit and we had been getting better if you look back at our past chili bowls we went you know, two years before that, we were, we were in the C and like about two spots out. Well, this past year, we made the B and we're starting up from the B and then we make it to the A. So it's like we've been very close. And then to just get the validation of we're here and we deserve to be here, I feel like it was it was truly amazing. And and knowing that now, it's we we run six. So, of course, we're like, well, we run six this year. We we got to we could do a little bit better next year. So, of course, it's, it's never enough. Right. We're always looking for more. Um, but it was, it was actually, it was absolutely really cool to do that for, for not only myself, but for Steve and Staten and Bobby and, and all their sponsors, you know, right there in, in Tulsa and all their friends and family. Cause Bobby and Steve, they, they live there. Steve grew up there. So it's, it was, it was a really cool moment. What was that like? Was, I was just going to comment on that. You were, you, you took a Tulsa team and put them in, in the A of the biggest race in the world is in Tulsa by chance. So what was that was what was that like to be able to do that for Steve and Bobby and not only that how much you know how much publicity like people stopping by did that create a distraction uh, getting ready for that day with just the pure congratulations on making it or okay, how did you balance that out so Tuesday night, really, uh, we, we went out, ran Tuesday, we ran fourth, and we actually were up to second at one point, and I was so mad at myself on, on Tuesday because, you know, when you run, oh, I think we started 14th, we run 14th to second, or, or 14th to fourth, rather, it's like, oh, he, yeah, you know, we're great, this is awesome, but when you go 14th to second to fourth, it's like, man, you're so close, you're right there, so I was beating myself up pretty bad on, on, the, on losing those two spots because, you know, that those two spots are everything, that's putting you in the pole shuffle, automatically locked in the A, or, you know, sitting in the B and hoping that nothing crazy happens and takes you out of making the A. Um, but to be able to do that for those guys meant the world to me. It, 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 I had, obviously, my own goals. I wanted to be the highest finishing Texan in the Chili Bowl history. That was my personal goal that I wanted to hit. But my other goal was I want to do that for these guys because, you know, they they deserve it. They've put so much work and and – moment and things into the that program to make it happen i just i wanted success for them so bad and and, and that's another thing on tuesday that's why it, it kind of got me like i got choked up and teary-eyed on tuesday just because it was so crazy that we were we're that close to doing to winning that you know prelim night 
and it, and it and all the hard work and effort is is paid off not just for me but for those guys and that means the world to me on that same topic of that validation then so you get a third on the final night at Ducoin a weekend or two ago you know you 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 you, you you guys have got a couple of Power Eye West wins to your credit at this point. What's gonna what's that last little bit that you guys need to put a dub in a column with one of these these national tours? And that's we've been chasing that for, for a few years now. <laughs> it's uh we've been we've been so close. Um and not only just with the seven U, but with myself as well. Like when when I ran a few other guys uh, people's uh, equipment, uh, you know, I've been close with them as well. So it's just been over the years. It's been so. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm think I thought to myself. Maybe if we have a few things go our way, it, you know, we, we can make it happen. But it's like it, with the close, I, I feel like just being there, right? Uh, being in the in the position to make yourself to to get the win, uh, you know, top threes, podiums, being being in in the hunt will will make it easier for you for those wins to come. Uh, if you're constantly starting, you know, 14th, 15th, it's it's obviously way harder. But if you're constantly starting in the top five, they're gonna come. Um, I, and I feel like this year more than ever with the card that we have and the package we have going, uh, it's, it, I feel like they're just going to, as soon as we get that first one, they're going to start clicking off. Uh, they they have to at this point. Right. So it's been too long. <laughs> so um, I'm just uh, really looking forward to that and, uh, and, and doing that for those guys, like I said, cause they deserve it. Well, all right, Kyle Jones on that note, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today, buddy. Uh, we'll see you here at farmer city in a couple weeks when the extreme outlaw midgets take the racetrack again. Yeah, and I just got to thank, you know, Performance Diesel, uh, Southern Transport, Blackjack Express, Pipeline Equipment Solutions, Eclipse Claims, um, uh, Flurry Racing Stables, um, Peterbilt Steves, Jakey and Jones Consulting. I got to thank all those guys while I'm on here and just give them the recognition they deserve for, for putting me in the situation and the position I am today. Um, so thank you guys, and I appreciate y'all's time. sounding marking the final two minutes of the open red flag conditions that's going to do it for us again here this week on Open Red. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can watch Kyle Jones and all the stars of the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series back in action here in just a few short weeks as they are part of the Illini 100 weekend with the World of Outlaws Case Construction Equipment Late Models at the Farmer City Raceway in Illinois. A few housekeeping notes as we get ready to wrap up this week's show. Don't forget to find and subscribe to Open Red anywhere you get your podcast. When it comes to social media, you can follow at World of Outlaws and at Extreme underscore Outlaw. Of course, you can find both the series accounts across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. You can tweet me at Ross Weiss if you have any suggestions for the show. Don't forget to use the hashtag OpenRed. We'll see you next time. Hashtag OpenRed.